during the course of Advent so far on the Sunday homilies, I've been talking about how prayer is the best way to prepare for the arrival of Christ at Christmas and the end times. And today on the third Sunday of Advent, also known as Gaudete Sunday, we rejoice that Christ is coming. I want to focus on another aspect of prayer, and like I did last Sunday, focus on the second reading from St. Paul, where he mentions him praying for the church, Philippi again, but doing it all with great thanksgiving. And so this is this prayer of thanksgiving is an essential element of all Christian prayer that I want to focus on today. And so when we, when we give thanks to God in prayer, we are basically rendering gratitude to him who is the giver of all good gifts for what he's given to us in our lives, gifts great and gifts small. I mean, ultimately, recognizing that everything we have, uh, creation, our lives, is a gift. We don't deserve it, and it is here purely out of love. But in our culture today, and I'm sure possibly in cultures previously, it's so easy to take for granted uh, the giftedness of creation, all the gifts that we have, because so much is provided for. I mean, every need is met to a great degree. Even more so because of science and technology, we're able to do so much for ourselves. Now, again, I'm not saying we want to go back to the Stone Age or something. I'm very happy with these things. But what happens is it enables us to sort of take it for granted that we don't recognize everything as a gift. And in a certain sense, we don't remember at times that we need God and we can fall into a sort of practical atheism. And so if we want to be able to continuously recognize the gifts that the Lord has given to us and really see him active in our lives, building up a habit of prayer of thanksgiving, making it an integral part of our prayer is going to really be the best antidote. Um, studies show that even on sort of a, a psychological or a neurological level, that people who give thanks or who fill with thanks are individuals who have a very good spiritual, emotional, and psychological well-being. But the truth is, particularly in our culture, it has to be intentional. We have to be deliberate about giving thanks every single day in order to build that habit and really change our hearts and change our lives. So what I like to do, as I've been doing for the course of the week, is give some very, very practical tips. The first one is this, is that, of course, a lot of the times, many people have this practice at the end of the day of making the daily examine, of looking back in their, their day to see where they may have sinned or where they may have succeeded. And I'm going to suggest that we do a daily examine of gratitude to review the day and to highlight certain things that we are thankful for. Now, we can sort of lift them out verbally or maybe even do, some people do, make a gratitude journal. And every day you're going to have three to five things that you're really thankful for. And if you like to use your phone, you can maybe get like the one day app and not only write down the things that you're thankful for, but maybe even put a picture there, a little more vivid reminder. 
And so what that enables you to do is, if in the future you're sort of feeling down or despairing, wondering where the Lord is, you can go back to that gratitude journal and be brought back to the ways that the Lord has worked in your life and to the gratitude that you did have or you did have and you should still have for him. And again, this begins to bring, if we do this every day, building the habit, the change of our heart, the, the rewiring of our neurotransmitters in our brain. The second thing is sort of tied to a theme that was in other talks, that theme of silence, that we really don't need to say anything when we pray, that we can be silent, and that is prayer enough, that heart speaking to heart. And so while we can give thanks with our, our, our mouth, where we can verbalize our gratitude, and this is very, very important, I think that it's also possible to give thanks when we don't say anything. What do I mean by this? I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, I, I like to cook. I'm the guy who tends to cook for uh, my, my priest friends. None of them cook, so I sort of left to me. And I'll cook gumbo or pasta or maybe sometimes an Indian dish. And they'll come over and eat. And, you know, I kind of provide for everything. I have them bring the beer, which, of course, after they leave, I usually keep that sort of the payment for uh, cooking for them. But seeing them eat is such, and enjoying the food, particularly if it's a good dish, uh, is such a pleasure for me because I know that they are thankful, particularly for the Keenan Brown, who likes to eat more than any of them, is very, very appreciative and thankful. They don't need to say anything. I'm not mad at them if they don't say, hey, thanks, this meal was great. Just simply seeing them enjoy it is thanks enough for me. And so in our own lives, when we are having an experience, maybe in the middle of it, that we're very thankful for, we're sort of overwhelmed with gratitude, if we sort of lean into that experience uh, and to offer it to the Lord, in silence, that becomes a tremendous way to give thanks. Imagine like, you know, looking at a beautiful sunrise and the heart moves and we're just so grateful and thankful for the day. That in itself is a prayer, giving thanksgiving in silence. But third and finally, and most importantly, uh, the perfect summation of all of our thanksgiving and gratitude as Catholics, is found in the Eucharist, particularly the celebration of the Mass. The word Eucharist comes from the Greek word eucharistain, which means thanksgiving. So every time that we come to Mass, we offer the Mass, we celebrate the Eucharist, we are giving the perfect thanks to God. And so when, when lay people come in the pews, it's this wonderful chance at the beginning of the week to thank the Lord for everything that he's done for, for us in our lives or for the course of the past week. And of course, priests can and must engage in that too, priests and lay people together. You know, one of the things that I see a lot of the times is people come and they say, Father, I, you know, I don't get anything out of Mass. Well, the problem is you're not really here to get anything out of Mass. You are here to give and particularly to give thanks. And I really think that this is one of the bigger issues that mass seems to sort of be in decline or mass attendance is because people are coming and just sort of sitting through it and not really doing what they're supposed to do and to give thanks. I really believe that we can get in the habit 
of giving thanks before, during, and even after Mass for the gift of the Eucharist in particular, then we're going to see our attitude, our love, and our understanding of the Eucharist and the Mass change. Because we're going to realize that the Eucharist is the greatest gift of all. It's Jesus giving himself to us uh, as our food and the, under the appearances of bread and wine. And so the greater the gift, the more thankful, the more gratitude we should experience. And so sort of summing this up, that last point kind of ties into uh, an observation I like to make, that, that, that generosity and that gift, gift that is given to us here particularly by God, but I guess in a certain sense by anyone, is inherently linked to gratitude. What do I mean by that? Let's look at our lives and, and think of the gratitude that we maybe have experienced for tremendous gifts. It could be a gift that we've perceived coming from God or a gift that someone else gave to us. When we experience that gratitude, not only does it go up to the Lord, but we also see, or we normally see, a desire to give more generously out of gratitude for what has been given to us. And I see this all the time working in campus ministry. So many wonderful benefactors who support the ministry. Cannot tell you the number of times that people have said, Father, I, I like to give, I want to give, because I am so thankful for what the Lord has given to me. And so it is a way to pay it back, that that receiving the gift, being thankful for it, prompts a greater generosity, a greater desire for us to give to God and to others. And so this is, I think, thanksgiving and prayer really, really helps us to prepare for the arrival of Christ. Because, if done correctly, if we recognize the great gift that is given to us, particularly in Christ during this, this Advent season leading to Christmas, and we're more thankful, then it's going to increase our generosity and generosity to God, generosity to others, generosity to the poor and to the needy because we realize the great gift that we've been given. And so it really helps us to enter more into the Advent season and into the Christmas season, realizing that we're not really here to receive. That's not the primary thing, but to be more focused on giving. And in doing so, in being generous and in being thankful, to be able to rejoice, not just today on Gaudete Sunday, to allow our hearts, our lives to be filled with a sense of joy, of rejoicing to the Lord for all that he has been given to us, rejoicing with very thankful hearts. Amen.